Welcome to Conspiracy Say What? This is a podcast, in case you didn't know, about conspiracy theories and the spooky things and apparently fairies and shit. So we're going to talk about fairies and shit today. Hi, I'm Allie. I'm Cameron. And I'm Serena. And today we're talking about the burning of Bridget Cleary. Yes. Now. One of my personal favorites. (laughs) Personal favorites. Okay, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) Uh, I noticed that in this little, like, song that Cleary rhymes with fairy. So are you supposed to say it like Clary? I think so. Because it's Like a little Irish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I'm probably not going to remember to do that the whole episode, so... Um, oh, I should probably say what it is. Are you a witch or are you a fairy? Are you the wife of Michael Clary? And apparently that's part of... It's like one of those creepy things that children sing, like the London Bridge is falling down. Yeah. Shit like that, that are... Ashes to ashes. Wholesome songs. You ever think about how creepy all those songs from childhood Well, because they're all meant to teach a lesson, right? What lesson does this teach? Well, there's the one. Is that the one that teaches you about the plague? Ashes to ashes, sure. But like this one? You're going to burn it. I don't know. It just teaches you not to be the wife of Michael Clary. Right. It's saying like, like, was she one of those? Or was she just the wife of Michael Clary? Like, I don't know. Was she a witch? Was she a fairy? Was she just... And that's what we're here to talk about. Some psycho's wife. Like, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) How about we just check all of the boxes? That's true. All of the above. It's definitely an option. All right. So, in 1895 was the time Bridget Cleary vanished and uh, was later discovered that she was murdered or tortured or or burned or all of the above for the possibility of being a witch or a fairy or a changeling. And uh, the police actually found her body in the woods under a bunch of clay and branches and uh, her husband was put on trial for the murder, Michael Cleary. He was a cooper. Yes. Cooper. And in case you don't know what that is, I'm going to tell you now, instead of saying Cooper for, like, ever. I like barrel cobbler. (laughs) You're welcome. So. Yes, it's somebody who puts together barrels, which I guess that requires a special term. But, yeah, he's also a crazy wife killer. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's a crazy fairy killer. Well, he's a crazy something killer. (laughs) He's pretty crazy either way. Definitely true. So could she have been a changeling? And the real Bridget just lived out the rest of her life in Fairyland, never never, to return. They never say what they do in Fairyland. We'll get there, but... There's a couple of theories. Maybe it's like Lord of the Rings. They just go off in their Fairyland and you don't know. (laughs) Well, it really depends on whether or not they believed in fairies being evil or fairies being, like, kind of neutral. Well, this time they heavily believed they were evil. Yeah. They were not good things at all. They were like the original fairies, which is straight up evil. (laughs) They didn't become nice until Tinkerbell. (laughs) And even she's kind of an asshole. So. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So Michael and Bridget, uh, they were originally, if you've ever seen a murder documentary, uh, they were described as relatively happy, like every single murder documentary couple. And then they died. (laughs) They were the nicest people. It's almost like people present a different front to other people than what's actually going on. Wow, in their really? Yeah. No. It's a little bit like that. Maybe. Tell everybody you know that you want to murder your wife. I mean, well, I do, but I don't oh, think okay. they believe me. 
That's the best cover. Yeah, exactly. The things that people say on this podcast that could <laughs> hurt them in the future. I'm not going for any government jobs. <laughs> True. Uh, anyway, uh, this couple, they were not rich, uh, but they also weren't poor, which is how they're presented later in a couple of papers after this whole thing happened mm-hmm. is some people tried to say that they were poor like and it was just another product of like the poor working class but in reality they were kind of like middle class middle of the upper time class, I yeah would say. yeah pretty much i mean she like worked but it sounds like she wanted to work which is why she did and I mean, she's she, a seamstress and she delivered eggs yeah, and she was also she was actually an, an apprentice seamstress. So oh yeah, uh, but she was also literate, which is another thing. I mean, this is 1895, so it's not like that was super common at the time. No matter what part of the world you're in, it seems. Mm-hmm. But uh, and she was also described as well dressed pretty consistently. So she never looked raggedy. She never looked poor. Or anything Makes sense like that. if you can sew your own nice clothes, might as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, even though this couple, this couple was very, very happy, which they may or may not have been, what ends up happening is Bridget comes down with an illness, which is where She's this whole thing starts. Thank you. Which it was <clears throat> thought to be like a cold or bronchitis. So it wasn't anything super serious, but enough right. that, you know, you're in bed, you're not feeling good. Yeah, I think the main problem was the fever. Yeah. Which made her a little delirious. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the rabbit hole that... You know, Michael fell down. Well, that and then the combination of, like, other people suggesting that to him made Mm -hmm. a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Yeah, she supposedly got sick after doing one of her egg delivery routes. She was, that's just what she did as a job, is she delivered eggs, mostly to family, it seems like, which... Yeah, Yeah, she kind of walked, like, a couple miles a day, and she walked past, um, often, something called a fairy fort, which is actually just uh, an old, like crumbled down medieval structure like a a ring fort i think is what it's called yeah but so then people i guess decided that fairies lived there so anyway some people thought that fairies built them yeah that was a lot of what the local small local towns thought yeah they didn't really have great historians at the time their historians were a mix of storytellers and historians, and it's not like they had a lot of areas to research. Plus, so. they were freaked out by them, so I'm sure they weren't researching those things very in depth. Well, yeah, I mean, like if you think something is like evil, I mean, yeah, you're gonna stay away evil, from it. You're not yeah. gonna go up to it, especially if you think you could die or disappear yeah. doing that. It's yeah. not really like worth it. Just call it fairies and move on. Yeah, yeah. But she walked by this one often outside of Clonmel. Also, sorry, a lot of these are like old Irish towns that I'm not going to say correctly. Um, but then the same day that she walked past one of them, she caught a cold. Yes. Which it then went downhill from there. <laughs> um, her fever got so high that she was delirious. And I guess apparently she had a hard time remembering what her name was or even like where she was sometimes. Depending on which witness yeah. accounts you believe yeah. and which ones you don't believe, which yeah. is <laughs> what this entire thing comes down to is it's pure witness, witness accounts. accounts. Yeah. Well, and then the, you know, Michael, her husband went for a doctor but the doctor was so unconcerned about it that he was like, I can't make it out till the next week or whatever. And then apparently also it's possible two other relatives went for the doctor. And again, he was like, it's not that bad. Relax. And they were all just freaked out. So, yeah, I don't know. Already something weird going on when the doctor's like, I'm not concerned. And then they're concerned about She's it. She's dying. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of, you know, waiting for a regular doctor who I guess took over a week to show up, which we'll find out is way too late. Michael called for a fairy doctor, quote unquote, 
Uh, his name was Ganey, and he prescribed some herbs in uh, something weird about milk. <laughs> I don't remember what so, that was. So yeah, he prescribed what's called like new milk, um, or like a mixture of herbs mixed with new milk. And new milk is like the first milk produced by a cow after calving. So it's like kind of hard to get. It feels very like ritual milk. And then yeah, boiled with some herbs to then, that was apparently a, a helpful cure for that. Mm, Sounds yeah. horrible. Which you if you, yeah, that. if you have bronchitis and someone is making you drink boiled herb milk. Yeah, milk is like the last thing that you need for a cough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is about where Michael really started becoming like crazy convinced that she was replaced by a changeling. And a family member had said, quote, she was much changed and not herself, which I guess made him think, change, changeling. She's a changeling. That family member was Jack Dunn, who... He wasn't a family member. He was a family member. Oh. He was the person she was delivering eggs to, actually, the day that she got sick. So he's kind of like weirdly woven into this. He's not there during the later events. He's always kind of separated from like actually physically being there. But he kind of instilled this fear in Michael about the fact that she was probably taken by fairies and replaced with a changeling. And he kind of like gave him this, you only have so much time type of setup where you need to get this figured out. Otherwise you could lose your wife forever. Because once the changeling dies, just normally dies by the sickness or whatever they have wrong with them, uh, as goes the lore, then you cannot get the person back after that. Mm. So you have to essentially kill them yourself. There's a lot of other ways, which I put in here later, but there's a lot of other ways to get to them. But in this case, death seemed to be the way that they went. Well, please tell me the evidence that he had for why <laughs> she yes, wasn't his wife. The very solid evidence. Court court usable evidence let's see there was the fact that she was two inches taller which i don't know how allegedly yeah like are you measuring her like you have like the notch by the door and you're like you have your tape measure as you're doing that and she's in bed and you're like she's two inches taller i swear to god i mean i imagine he this is like this has to be one of those moments where he's alone in the cottage with her and she's like sleeping and he's going insane yeah sweating and measuring her and he's like (laughs) two inches taller even though i probably never measured her before (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> lays down next to her and does the head yeah, exactly, test to see exactly. where she is. Oh my god. I'm, I'm guessing that's exactly how that went down. <laughs> um, he also thought she was too fine in his, you know, in his own words, saying he, she was too pretty, I guess. Like, <laughs> this bitch is way hotter than my wife. <laughs> his wife was way fuglier. I don't know, like, what's going on. But yeah, clearly some hard evidence here. <laughs> for these you know rationalizations yeah and then on top of that as she started getting weaker and weaker and nothing was helping uh they called for the priest to come give her her last rites quote just in case (laughs) and i really feel like this is some kind of like old-timey way of taking on a life insurance policy on somebody like well if you die at least like 
You, you got gone to the, the right, right place. place. And also, you can be like, well, the priest, like, thought she was far enough gone they gave her the rights. I don't know. Like, pouring burning cob milk down her throat didn't feel like that bad after that. <laughs> and again, like, a lot of this was Jack Dunn. He is also the one who wanted the priest. He, he was very, very pushy on his, like, Catholic, like, Catholic fairy lore. Which is essentially what it was. Fairies at the time, like uh, Gaelic lore, had been melded in a weird way with Catholicism mm-hmm. back in the 1800s. So he wanted a priest because fairies were looked at as like demonic things. So they were just another form of demon, yeah, basically. That could be, yeah, exercised, right? Yeah, exactly. But so it's he's kind of more what this seems like. Like rather than doing fairy shit, it seems more like they did exorcism shit. Yeah, and yeah, it's very early exorcism. And people believed Dunn because he was a local storyteller slash historian at the time. Mm. So he was one of those people. So he was that, kind of the authority right, on those things. Yeah, on the fairy forts that were just actually older forts I mean, made by people. All right, okay, I can give some credence to that a little bit if he's someone that you see as an authority on that, that they would know more than other people, then absolutely you'd be like, whoa, maybe she is a changeling. Like, what do I know about it? You know, if like yeah. a, if a doctor walks into my house and they're like, oh, they have this disease, I'd be like, well, maybe. Like, what do I know about that <laughs> yeah. shit? I don't have the PhD here. No. So, so speaking of chaos, chaos ensues. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a point where her aunt and uncle, Bridges' aunt and uncle, show up to like check in on her and what they basically walk into is an absolute nightmare which is a house full of people doing all kinds of weird rituals to try and cast out the fairy changeling we sort of mentioned that michael was forcing said herb boiled milk down her throat so he had like multiple people holding her down on the bed and like pouring Uh milk on her and I guess a common way to get rid of fairies is to throw human urine on people, which is something else they did. A classic exorcism. (laughs) (laughs) And they did things like hold her over the burning hearth and burn her with hot pokers. And they repeatedly asked, like, in threes. I guess it's kind of like a rule of threes thing. Mm -hmm. That's what it seems like, Yeah. yeah. Whether or not she was a fairy or, like, what her real name was and all this stuff. But, to be fair, she often only did it two times. That is true. It's a little strange. And it was a thing that, yeah, it was said that fairies could only, like, they couldn't lie three times, especially because he always says, in the name of God. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're saying that, they have to tell the truth. And if they did it three times, then it was confirmed that it was, in fact, the truth. Which, yeah, yeah, it's interesting that she only does it twice most times before she either pauses or something. Or something, or, you know, Michael freaks out and she doesn't get the chance, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much an exorcism thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's very similar to what they do with exorcisms, where they just say it over and over again. Yeah. And it's, I feel like they say three times, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they asked her like 15 times yeah. whether or not she was a fairy, and then she finally just gave up like, or passed up. out. Or yeah, she's exhausted. <laughs> like, she's sick this whole time. I can't imagine being sick with bronchitis, and someone's like pouring stuff down my throat as they're holding me down, and they're like, tell me your name, woman! I'm like, <laughs> Or, let me sleep. <laughs> or she goes to answer and they pour the milk down her throat yeah, on the third time. Exactly. Like she didn't answer. She's a witch. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's the definitely mostly torture. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the Monty Python thing, like all over again. Like you throw them in the pond, and if they sink, they're 
not witch. a witch. Yeah. But if but they like by that point, they're too yeah, late. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if she drowns, she's not a witch. If she floats, she's a witch. So we'll kill and her. And the only way that's the only to find thing. out is <laughs> take it as far as it'll go. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. The human urine one. I'm just like, who the fuck ever was like, yeah, this definitely this is a cure. This works. Guys. Yeah. I know. I want to know proven who... technique. Who <laughs> proved it? Well, it's funny because I read about the hot poker thing too, and the everything I read said that they didn't actually use the hot pokers when they were usually trying to tell whether or not it was a changeling. They would just threaten them with it. But Michael goes like, like full okay. on yeah. balls to the wall with everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just literally everything. So instead of threatening, yeah. he's just stabbing her with the poker. Which, yeah, that's got to be great for healing, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so there was actually um, a quote, again, from a witness who said that she told, that Bridget had told them during kind of a fever slash hallucination, she had mentioned that this was, again, a time that Michael thought she was a fairy and he tried to burn her three months prior. She said that, she's like, oh, he's gotten in, into his head that I'm a fairy and, you know, three months prior he tried to burn me. So it's possible, you know, if this is true, that this had happened before, oh. which like that gives a little bit less truth to the idea that maybe, you know, he went crazy or like he really did think this because I don't know, to go from... It just feels like a weird way to lash out. It feels like some sort of domestic violence that's yeah. happening under the guise of like, well, you're a fairy, so I don't have to feel the guilt of it or something. Mm -hmm. So some kind of mental something. Yeah, with something very weird going, some sort of disassociation going on. Yeah. So then after this whole ordeal, she just sort of disappeared. And Michael reported that the fairies had taken her away. Like that was his explanation. That he didn't know what happened. She left in the night and the fairies took her away. Oh, sorry. Before that, we should mention the thing with the his mother. Because that was like when she started to get better. And then after that is when oh, yeah, yeah. she like vanished. But yeah, so when she finally started to feel better, um, she was like downstairs in the living room with the guests trying to just have a nice little meal. And... Um, Michael said something about her being a fairy, and I think she just like had enough at this point. And so she oh, I said, think "Actually, what happened is she asked for some milk." Oh yes, that's right. She asked for milk, yeah. and, and apparently fairies suspicious. like milk. Yeah, because because yeah. milk is like only a fairies thing, guys. Don't drink milk. We were we're on to you. Um, oh wait, <laughs> they were giving her milk as a cure. No, they were boiling herbs into the milk in new milk, ritual in milk. New milk. <laughs> Ritual. It's different. It's okay, like holy water. Casual, oh, excuse me. Delicious milk to go with your side of cookies. It's it's like holy water, but it's probably green because of the boiled herbs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she asked for milk, and he immediately became suspicious again. And her response to that, because she's so annoyed by this point, is she says, "Your mother used to go with the fairies, and that's why you think I'm going with them." And at this point, he loses his shit. And just like jumps her, pins her to the ground, and is like, You're gonna convince me you're not a fairy right here and now. And in front of people. And he had some like bread that he'd made. And he was like, You're gonna eat this three times. And after every time, you're gonna tell me your name. Three times again. Yeah, in the, in the name of God, three times. Tell me your name, Bridget Cleary. And after the second one, before the third, she kind of stutters again. And he shoves the bread into her mouth and is like, I know you're a changeling, basically. Yeah. 
But that, I called it the toast incident. Um, <laughs> but that didn't come out until the trial, because that was the point at which she actually... Oh, you know, yeah. It was, it was witnessed that she was burned. That's true. You're yeah. right. And okay. the, the thing with his mom, or with her mentioning his mom, it like it's hard to find any information on him. I tried to look into his backstory, and there's almost nothing. There's just nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't even have his like roundabout birth date. We know he was roughly nine years older than her, but that's about all we really know about yeah. him, other than he was married to her, he was a Cooper, and he went on trial for her murder. We don't know anything else really about him. It's really weird, but with him, with apparently his mom probably being having some kind of weird obsession with fairies, as did a lot of people at this time. It was just kind of ingrained in their, in their lives, and it was just—I mean, like—it's one of those things where I think a lot of times people now don't really understand. It wasn't just something they believed. It wasn't something that was like folklore. It was something that they just literally lived with. Yeah. It was well, every it was, day. It was everywhere too. There yes. were so many places that were considered like fairy areas and fairy forts and like all of those things were just everywhere. So it was yeah. it was hard to like avoid it even if you wanted to say that, you know, like, oh I just walked past it. It's like, well, you were near it. You were in the vicinity. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so he probably had some kind of weird ingrained thing with fairies. A lot of people said that he was too, he was too intelligent to believe in fairies or that he had kind of his own thoughts on things, but there's a good chance that if nothing else, he at least had that little bit of doubt about whether or not fairies were real in his mind. So that was probably always bothering him. And then there's things, you know, with like. Her craving milk, which is, you know, apparently... With bread. He would go insane with the Got Milk commercials today. He would lose his damn mind. (laughs) (laughs) What if that's fairies? They're just trying to get all of us. Yeah. Yeah. What if they already have all of us? What if we're all fairies and we don't even realize it? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Let's talk about horrific things. We haven't been? So, so <laughs> she disappears. Uh, one of the things that happens uh, very quickly afterwards uh, is that Michael is taken to a priest by Jack Dunn, who Dunn wasn't in the situation where Bridget gets killed, but he was told about it by both Michael and multiple witnesses that turned out to be there at the time. Uh, So he took him to a priest. The priest apparently saw Michael, saw that he was deranged and refused to speak to him because he said he didn't deserve it. So he said he wasn't fit to receive the sacrament. Yeah. So he wouldn't talk to him, but he talked to Dunn and then Dunn was like, Hey, she was killed. Her body is out there and we kind of want to give her like a real Christian burial if that's cool (laughs) and we just have to find it and the priest told the police which as he should yeah which I think actually breaks those like aren't there isn't there like that binding thing where a priest is not supposed to say what they're told yeah but they didn't actually confess I guess not it was like third party too it wasn't Michael saying it It maybe they were walking to the confessional they had left he just like said it right then they had left the church and the priest actually went home with them to make sure Michael got home okay and along the walk Dunn told him all this shit so he wasn't actually in the church. Yeah. This and was also, like some crazy fucker is like telling you this whole story and you're like, I can't do shit about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell the cops. That's yeah. And maybe there's some sort of like, even if you, you know, go to like someone now, I feel like there's 
there's got to be like a, a line, right? Like you can confess so much, but if you confess to literally murder, like I think they're probably obligated to I think go? I think in confessional, it's supposed to work the same way it does for uh, psychologists. Or if you're a harm, like a if if you're a harm to others currently, okay. they can tell the police. Okay. So if okay. like you have someone kidnapped and you have not killed them then you go say something about that. But if you've actually killed the person and they're already dead, then no one's in immediate danger. So you're not supposed to say anything about Mm. it. It is a really weird, fucked up thing. But yeah, it's very, very strange. I mean, because it's kind of just like, well, that happened. Don't do it again. Slap on the wrist, walk away. Yeah, maybe the priest was concerned that other people were in danger if he thought that Michael, he literally thought he was crazed. Like, yeah. Maybe he was. Well, I highly doubt those terms were in use at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless. Anyway, so he goes to the police. The police mounts an investigation, which is actually surprising to me because, like, you think about, like, the Jack the Ripper murders were in 1888. And the police, when that first started, they were like, okay. One woman died, so like, well, it's not a big deal. And then like, but then like a second person died, and they're like, it's not a big deal. The problem was that they were women, though. In reality, it's not even that they were prostitutes. It's just that they were women. So the police were like, "Eh." and then you know they kept on killing. But with this one, they immediately announced an investigation. And uh, while they're doing that, and they're interviewing witnesses, and they are trying to figure out everything that happened that night, Michael is at the ferry fort waiting for his Tom Cruise on a white stallion to arrive so that he can (laughs) cut off the bonds for Bridget on the horse and then have her love him forever. It's one of the things he said. Basically the lore is that once you kill the changeling, your actual person will come back from the fairyland on a white horse. Bound to the horse. But she'll be tied to it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to cut it them. off in time. Right. And if you miss it, then she's gone forever also. So yeah. There's a very small window, which is, like, why he was just standing at this fort, like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, meanwhile, days into the investigation, uh, right after the police actually served warrants for the arrest of eight people involved in this murder, they finally found her body. It was in a bog because... An Irish death in a bog. It just makes sense. I feel like a lot of bodies are found in bogs in Ireland. Anyway, uh, she was beneath a couple thorn bushes and several inches of clay. Mm-hmm. So she was pretty buried. Uh, it turns out her body had been burned in some areas down to the bone. And that was like on her spine and around like her head and her neck. Apparently she was just like burned to where you could see the bone. Uh, she was completely nude other than one stocking and a single gold earring and she had a sack over her head so pretty pretty gnarly content warning yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, previous content warning (laughs) it's okay this podcast is marked as explicit yeah that no it's so yeah this is a this is a pretty gnarly murder i mean it's not it's not. If you want to add good. fuel to the content warning, uh, she was also found in like a hunched over, like fetal position where she had her arms crossed over her chest and her legs were up. So they kind of just dumped her in this box. Yeah. So to kind of go into like what all of this is and why everybody's freaking out and why this woman was found burned in a bog. We have to go into fairies, which if you've listened to our previous episodes way back when, uh, sometime last year, probably not long after five. this last year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
probably almost exactly a year ago. Or no, I guess actually probably more. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> we went into gnomes. And with gnomes, we went into fairies and elves because they're kind of all the same. They kind of all live together and kill each other and whatever, kill humans. Uh one of the things is that fairies, elves, and gnomes are actually still a huge part of society in the same areas today. So, like, in the Irish areas and, like, Scotland and stuff like that, I think it's something like 40% or more of people believe that they are still real. So, there's a lot of people that still live in the very same way that a lot of these people lived, just not as strict. But uh, one of those occurrences is a photo that I put into our outline, which is just... Uh, it was a photo taken roughly around, I think, like 2010, 2014, somewhere in that area, uh, by John Hyatt, who is well known for being a fairy photographer. He spent years collecting photographs of what he claims are fairies, and he claims these are fully unedited in every way. He has not edited light. He has not edited anything. He just gives them to people. They are also on display at a museum, apparently. Uh these are supposed to be actual photos of fairies, though. Sure. Yeah. But on Doesn't that note, huge. <laughs> on that note, uh, people very much believe that they are real, and at the time, especially, people were very big into fairies. There was this thing where children were raised to have specific rules that they would follow to appease fairies in certain circumstances. Uh, some of my favorites that I found were, like, you leave food that has not been tasted at the table after eating so that the fairies can come and have some nibbles with their tiny mouths on the food. <laughs> uh, if anyone mentions anything about fairies, you say bless them immediately. Uh mm. And they also blamed fairies for pretty much everything. Uh, crops, rotten food. If you stubbed your toe, I imagine you probably blamed a fairy for that, too. They were blamed for literally everything that went wrong at the time. So it's not surprising to see that a woman's illness was blamed possibly on fairies, since literally everything was. Yeah. I found something wild in this book that I wanted to read that I had no idea was what they thought fairies were so this has some weird mixture with christianity well yeah they had put the two together it's yeah. very much we've mentioned on the but show like, the... check this okay yeah this is a book called the burning of bridget cleary by angela bork i would say burke burke <laughs> i don't know i don't know you're the one that recommended it so um anyway I'm just going to read this. Um, they had their origin when the rebellious angel Lucifer and his followers were expelled from heaven. And um, like figures in a film that is suddenly stopped, the expelled angels falling toward hell halted where they were, some in midair, others in the earth, and some in the ocean. And that's where they remain. And then they are jealous of Christians and often do them harm. And to do so... To get back into heaven, they must have at least enough blood in their veins to write their names, and so far they've never had that much. What the fuck? <laughs> so weird. So basically these are like fallen angels that have stuck in a certain element and then became fairies. Yeah. 
it's it's very similar to I think we've mentioned it before on the show. I probably have at some point uh, to Greek mythology was incorporated into Christianity back when that belief system was kind of falling to Christianity, and it was a whole thing where similar thing like it involved Lucifer and it involved Jesus and like Jesus took out all the great gods. This is very similar, just in this case instead of the Greek gods just being wiped out essentially by God fairies still remain and they're just demonic creatures. I mean, they're literally just creatures that possess you or switch you out with other scarier creatures, which is what this whole thing is about called changelings, which you've probably heard of a changeling because it's not just fairy culture. It also is in native American culture. It is in the Philippines. It is literally all over the planet. Changelings are something that appear and they all have the exact same descriptions and they're almost always babies or children or something that you would find it like my favorite one i think is the philippine one which is like you uh you hear screaming out in the woods and it's a baby crying and you go to approach that baby and it's like a wooden monster that just like grabs you and eats you they're never a good thing which is interesting because like fairies do sort of exist in in lore and stuff every once in a while now at least is like there's like one good fairy or something but changelings never exist as anything but evil which is really interesting because at least it's consistent yeah so and that's probably why specifically they were saying that she's a changeling yeah right there's like without a doubt she's evil right and changelings aren't quite fairies they're usually typically considered related to fairies but they're not they're they're just like gnomes in that sense and elves like they are part of that like lineage like cousins to fairies but according to the irish folklore that i found they are fairies but they're like the elderly sickly fairies that they leave in place to take healthy humans and so, like, in Irish folklore, they aren't just babies. They can also be, they take good-looking men to breed with the fairy women, or they take able-bodied women to help the other fairies and, like, shit like that. Well, here's a straight-up definition from uh, Britannica, from the Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, of European changelings specifically. Uh, a deformed or imbecilic offspring of fairies or elves substituted by them surreptitiously for a human infant. In other words... It's like, here, take the shitty one so we can get yours. Yeah, in other words, they take the human, they leave this thing that is deformed or has some type of, like, mental issue or is sick, and it was a lot of a way of explaining, like, suddenly your baby gets ill or your baby's born and they don't look the way that you expected them to look. Mm-hmm. So it just explains those types of things. Uh it mostly is focused on children, but I mean, it also does apply to adults, but it is, it is more rare for adults to be involved with changelings than it is for children. Usually it's children because children can't defend themselves. Yeah. But yeah, they believe that like, yeah, the babies were easily switched because they were susceptible to corruption and could be possessed. Right. So yeah. Specifically unbaptized babies, apparently. Yes. Uh, that was one of the things that I found was that it was weirdly specifically unbaptized babies, which one of those, this came from the Ralph of, uh, Coggeshaw, a monk from the early 1200s who wrote like a whole thing about this. Like he wrote an entire book about this, uh, and he put that unbaptized babies were at risk of this type of possession slash switcheroo here going on. And... 
that's one thing that still is actually kind of relevant in today's society. There are some people in the Christian realm that believe that if your baby is not baptized and they die before their baptism, they will not go to heaven. But the whole thing with this is usually the baby would die afterwards. The fake baby would be switched out. They would die, which goes back to that. If you don't figure it out in time, that fake baby dies. You can't get back your other baby because the fairies are like, time's up. We're not, you don't have anything we want. It's not like the gnomes where you can bribe them with things. Uh, but there's a couple ways that you can remove changelings. That uh, are a lot less hurtful. Yes. And than what I, Michael did. And I, I just love all of these. I put down why some did you try these, that? And some of these are just like, it makes a lot more sense to try maybe like, maybe escalate a little bit instead of just going yeah, from like one to 100. But some of these are, uh, you can use some iron. You just kind of hold it up next to it, which is actually still an exorcism thing today. Use an iron cross. Iron? Yes. Do we have iron in our bodies? They just combined iron That's and true. cross. We don't have enough, maybe. You just hold out your arms like a cross. Is that the same thing? <laughs> Do you become an iron cross? <laughs> maybe, that, maybe if you get possessed, you have an iron deficiency. Maybe it just saps oh, all the iron I from you. Say, okay, yeah. Maybe so you guys take, didn't think about that. Iron. You're right, I didn't. Oh, Not man. too much. Anyway, or you can use a cross. Like I said, today that's kind of combined. Use an iron cross. Uh, you can also threaten. This is specific. Threaten to burn it. You threaten to burn it first. Well, is that what they were kind of trying to do with holding her over, over the, the fire? Earth? Yeah. But you're supposed. You're not supposed to be like stop or we'll burn you, and then just shove her face in the fire. Like you're supposed to like. Threaten, like we're gonna wait a couple days, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> like give it some time. <laughs> Gotta get the fear up, you know. You can also fake drown it, which essentially is just you can waterboard it. Oh, so <laughs> you can, so like you can. Milk? Maybe that's what they were doing. And remember, you're gonna hate milk. <laughs> this is everything that I'm listing is actually almost worse than what happened with Bridget because at least she was an adult. They do this to children. You can also beat it out of them. Like you can literally just beat the changeling God. into submission until it switches it back out for your kid. There's a lot of things that this I'm is sure. Up. Yeah. yeah. And they did this to children, but you can, yeah, fake drown it, which is essentially waterboarding it. You're just going to make it think that you're going to kill it anyway. Mm -hmm. So it, it will show itself and it will give itself up and switch itself out. Um, or I found this one from uh, a medium posting by Carrie Gray. Uh, specifically, it said a mother might crack eggs and throw the insides away while putting the shells in the soup pot. The point was to get the kid slash changeling to say, well, I, they say their fairy name, haven't seen such a sight in all of my insert absurdly long not baby years. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> You're just, so trying you're just trying to shock it. them. I'm like, what are you putting eggshells in the soup for? I imagine you just pointed that point and go like, gotcha. Years. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be awkward. That's a real thing, you're apparently. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. So. I saw some things where, like, if you do this kind of thing with, like, children specifically, they're supposed to, like, allegedly, in stories, they have seen these babies get up. Like they're like full grown adult creatures and just like walk out of the house like disgruntled. Okay, like, oh, so fuck. Baby boss is actually about a changeling. <laughs> I guess baby so. Oh my god. And they're like, if that you piss them off enough, enough. They leave. <laughs> and so like I'm just reading this with like the funniest image in my head of this this child like shit. It's you got me. I guess I'm gonna fuck out of here now. Smokes a cigar. <laughs> <walks out. laughs> 
So oh I guess God. that's how you get rid of a changeling. But there's so there's all these things that Michael <laughs> could have done. And none of these mention the milk thing. No, no none of them they don't say mention, you know, herbs like, and milk. I did I did read other places that people say the milk thing can like help yeah. cure it or whatever, but what I read is cure, so I don't know if that works the same way as it actually being a changeling. Yeah, do you have to assume that once you've given that mixture, then they're fine? Maybe. I don't... Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they don't smoke a cigar and walk away after that. <laughs> well, it seemed more like he thought... Michael thought that Bridget was possessed, specifically. Yeah. 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 Which is weird that well, he would then think she was also going to reappear. Yeah. So that's... I'm kind of confused He's on like, that. did he expect her her to like disappear like the changeling would just kind of vanish and then bridget would come back or like at some point something would like come out of her i like well, that's i think that's what it was because we'll talk about during the trial he you know he tells everybody basically how he killed her yeah, yeah I, um, but he says that just watch as she's burning on the ground he's like just watch you'll see it go up the chimney soon and well, so I think he, he really thought, he thought the whole like, body was going to go up the chimney, though. Yeah. But he, I think what scary. it was is he yeah. thought originally she was possessed. That? Okay. And then I think that Maybe escalates like to okay. she's not possessed. Oh, my God. She's been switched. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because there is, like, it's a little of both sometimes. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a little convoluted in his methods for getting rid of it. Because, yeah, to cure it would imply that, like, it is her, but something's inside her. Mm-hmm. But then... Right. I know. Now he's going to kill it to, and get her back. Yeah. yeah. And then to think that, yeah, like, you're waiting for her to come back would... Uh, yeah, it's kind of a mess. Yeah. So, that's... And that's where uh, another reason... So, like, with all of that knowledge, this is everything that people legitimately believed they lived their lives by at this time. Everything was very magical. It was just a different world. But... Uh, with that, one of the things that was supposedly well known about Bridget among her friends and among Mike, like among like her family, is that she actually had a very big interest in the fairy forts. So she would stop by them, and she was known to go into like the realm of like you don't cross. Like right. she was known to go very very close to them and to spend time around them, waiting for fairies to show up. So she was of kind of a different breed than everyone else surrounding her, supposedly. She would very much, like, live her life amongst them. Yeah. Which is kind of what added to the superstition and to his insanity. Yeah. But that's kind of all you need to know about those fairies. Insert Law and Order music here. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. <laughs> you have that clip. <laughs> the trial of Michael Cleary Clary. So, Michael and eight other people were charged for Bridget's death. So, it actually was kind of weird because the nine people that were originally charged, one got dropped and another one got picked up. So, again, the police have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> um, and they find out a lot at this trial because now everyone's, like, ready to talk. They've found the body at this point, so they know that she's at least had a very strange death and been murdered or something. So we find out that he'd actually threatened family members at knife point to help him bury Bridget. Um, they obviously didn't want to. I'm pretty sure that like in, in the book, it discusses that after what happened, he had actually locked them in the house with the corpse while he went out to assumably, presumably, thank you, <laughs> presumably, dig the grave or something. So like they were all locked in the house with the corpse. So a lot of trauma going around here for sure. Yeah. 
Um, but Michael, yeah, often lashed out at the trial. He was very unstable, I guess. Just very, very strange. He tried a fairy defense, quote unquote, in court and admitted to casting out the fairy demon. So he admitted to what he had done, but he really truly believed that what he had done was like kill this changeling. Yeah. And he still continued to believe that the real Bridget would soon be found at the nearby fairy ring riding a white horse where he would be waiting for her. So he still believed that in through the trial. Yeah, he was like totally set on that. Yeah. Like, the I killed a fairy, but it's fine. But it's fine because Bridget, Bridget will be back any minute, any day now, mm. guys. And she can explain everything that happened. <laughs> Just got to cut her It'll off that good. horse. <laughs> Just let me head out for a couple days. Don't worry about it. Camp out. <laughs> we'll be back. But yeah, so wasn't really wasn't really what happened. Strangely enough, she didn't come back on a white horse. Wow. As far as we know. <laughs> it is Maybe weird. he missed the opportunity. Who knows? Um, but he did eventually get um, convicted with manslaughter, convicted of manslaughter, and received 15 to 20 years in prison. Yeah, I put 15 to 20 because I saw a couple things that said 15. I saw a couple things that said 20. It's hard to say, but it's like not too much of a difference. Yeah. Anywhere in there, probably. And you know, maybe he got 20, but then he got 15 years instead because of like good behavior. Who knows? Who knows? But everybody else got like significantly less time. Yeah. I think the maximum that anybody else got was five years and that was done. Well, and it was five years of like hard labor, not even- Servitude. Yeah. Yeah. Not even just like being in prison. So, you know. And then he kind of just disappeared after that too. Well, he he emigrated, right? Mm-hmm. He ended up emigrating, and he spent fifteen years in prison, and then he no, it was fifteen, is what they said, because they have clear records on him actually leaving. Yeah, they and know when he left. The uh, one of the heads of Ireland at the time received uh, a letter stating that he had emigrated to Montreal, Canada, mm-hmm. and he's gone after that. Yeah, there is like no record of him after that. I tried to find, I actually tried to find records of people who immigrated uh, around that time and I couldn't find like a passenger list with his name on it. So I don't know. He must have changed changed names or maybe he didn't. I did find that there was, there were two Michael Cleary's that I found with death records in Canada, in Montreal. But they didn't have birth records, so they weren't actually born in Canada. Mm. So it's possible he was one of the two. Maybe. One died in 1930, and the other died in 1940. I'd be willing to bet he was the 1931, if anything else. And one of those actually got remarried in 19, or got married in 1914. That was the only thing I was able to find, though, and I couldn't match it because I don't know what his middle name is. For mm. someone that was, like, very concerned about someone not being who they are, he has a very, la- like, a huge lack of information on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he kind of just all of a sudden exists. Yeah. Is married to- and then gets married to Bridget, and then after she gets murdered, then he disappears, and I'm like, if anything screams changeling... Yeah. It's Michael Clary. All it's right. Him. Yeah, it is. It is a really weird thing that he's just like. There's no information about him. I couldn't find what his mother's name was. I couldn't find like where she no, was born. No, talks about I couldn't like, in find. This book. I couldn't well, find where he was like, born. Dead, right? Or yeah. assumably dead. Presumably yeah. dead. God, it's late. <laughs> 
I couldn't I couldn't find anything about who he is or like why he is. Yeah. Like there's no information. I couldn't find anything on his dad. It's weird too that they mention that he's a cooper, but like where did he apprentice? Where did he learn that? Where did he Where did he work skills? in this small town yeah. too? Nobody ever mentions there's, his is coworkers. They, is he working for himself? Like do they have, you know, a, a warehouse somewhere that he's building these stupid well, barrels or I think that's probably why they just keep saying he's a cooper. Because that was his only no defining characteristic. His his whole life is the fact that he's a Cooper and the mar- he's married to Bridget. Yeah. Who's like this very independent, outspoken woman. Mm-hmm. That he murders. That he murders. That he just straight up <laughs> murders, which, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, we started to get the real story with this trial, which actually lasted like two days. And uh, I don't know if it's Johanna or Johanna. Burke, her testimony is the one that pretty much everybody agreed with. She's Bridget's cousin, and she was there for a lot of it, so she saw a lot of it. Um, and then comes what I call the toast incident, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. But so basically, like you said, she she wants milk, and he flips the fuck out. And so I guess this great fairy test is that he's gonna make Bridget three pieces of toast with jam. And then demand she say she, who she is after eating each piece. And she did that thing again where she only ate two and said her name twice. And then she wouldn't eat the third one. Whether or not she actually wouldn't eat the third one or like Cam said, he just like flipped out too or quick. it was like a pause for her to like, as she's about to eat it, be like, you fucking motherfucker, like, eat a damn piece of toast. <laughs> yeah. So she didn't eat it in time, whatever that means. And he, like, literally jumped on top of her, mm-hmm. forced the toast down her throat, and then she still wasn't saying who she was, probably because she was choking on toast. And so he... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make fun of it, but... Yeah. I mean, But, like, she's on. on the ground next to the hearth again. And someone's, like, pressing into her, so she probably has no, like, air in yeah, her lungs. He's got his knee on her chest yeah. and a hand on her throat. Trying to get her to swallow something. Yeah, like, shoving something works. down her throat and is like, say your name. Like, that's so many things that don't go together. Can you imagine just no. in a different scenario if she had spontaneously combusted right at that moment? <laughs> a different trial. That's probably what he claims. It would have been a different Ooh, yeah. story. Because yeah. yeah. then they would have been like, are you a fairy? <sighs> Boom. Yeah. So he had actually stripped her down at this point to just her like underdress chemise and her socks. And he was holding her down near the hearth. And then her dress caught fire. So she's, like, starting to burn. And his response is, I'm going to dump all the lamp oil on you. Yeah. And he's just, like, he's done at this point. He's just going to kill whatever he thinks this is, which is his wife. And And the whole house is there. Yeah, everybody's there. It's not just him and her. And Johanna is there watching it, which is why everyone agrees with her. Because she's the one that tells the story. Yeah, people only verbally tried to stop him, apparently. Yeah. But nobody actually and did. And that's why anything. everyone else was charged. And there's other men. Do. Yeah. Like, it's, that's the thing, too, is it's like, it's it's not like other women that may not be able to. I, to like, I don't even know how big this guy like, We didn't yeah. know how tall he was, but when there, there's it's not just like women here. Like, I mean, it's one of them men is her his father. Size. Yeah. yeah. One of them her is literally her literally father. There. And. I guess he gets them not to do anything because he's like, that's not my wife, I'm burning. Yeah, he, he tries to calm them down and is like, just wait, just wait. Like but- You're going to see it go up the chimney yeah. here in a second. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that's creepy. But So she just burns to death right there in the kitchen, which... 
And it is, or the, it's, yeah, it's hard still hard to say what really happened. Because it's all witness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like her story is probably correct. Um, I did read that there were other witnesses that had similar stories, just like slightly varying in like details. But I mean, it sounds like he finally broke, sets her on fire. She dies. He leaves, comes back, threatens people to help him move her. Mm-hmm. They bury the body in a bog. And then they all pretend like she just disappeared. Well, and he threatens them to make them both help bury the, the body. And then I'm certain that he was like, don't tell anyone, threaten them as, again. Oh, if, if if they hadn't talked to the priest, I almost wonder if anyone would have ever said anything. No, yeah. I she would have like just no been missing. Yeah. I feel like she would have just been another case of someone missing and no one would have ever mentioned it to anybody. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a disgusting case. Like, it is... <laughs> Awful. It's, it's probably one yeah. of the worst we've talked about on the show. It's which is why it yeah. stays with you. I learned this story what six years ago, and I still have the book. And it's, here it, we are. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about it again. talking about bringing it up again. Got to process it many times. It's such an interesting, weird thing, and it just it doesn't help that like it's not just one man who believed these type of things. Yeah. It's this entire civilization that like believed these things. So and the group of people that's there watching, helping with these rituals, it's not just again one person trying to do these things. Yeah, it was like all of her brothers <clears throat> and her father yeah. and some of her cousins, and like these people knew her. Well, and at the same time, like we're moving into modern times too. At this point, like this isn't the 1600s anymore. Yeah, we're almost anymore. to the 1900s at this point. Yeah, this isn't like in the 1500s or 1600s when they're hanging witches like that's not what this is that's completely different bridget is considered like the quote-unquote last witch burning which she's not a witch but they kind of pinpoint her death as as like the last timing of these kinds of things which for good point like there is a trial for this she was murdered it's not just like oh it's another it's another witch it's another whatever so that's kind of interesting that her death is such a clear marker for history yeah but there's a lot of alternate theories as well. There are. For yeah. why this happened. Um, just a lot of speculation because, again, it was all just oral recounts in a courtroom. And so, like, some say that Bridget was actually cheating on Michael and he killed her over it. With a close friend, yeah. apparently, who actually showed up while they were tormenting her. And asked them to stop. And was kicked out. Yep. Yes. Oh. He I was, was forced that. to leave. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. So, yeah, but he was also good friends with Michael, so he could have just shown up because he's you know, friends with Michael, so he showed up. Yeah. yeah, but he was one of the egg deliveries, and it was noted that uh, she would like, sometimes spend too much time yeah. with one of the egg deliveries down the road, is what Michael said. Mm. But kind of hard to trust what Michael says at this point. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple. Just Not just couple. the boiling yeah. herbs and milk. Just other reasons too. Yeah. Uh, some say she actually admitted at some point to being a changeling and was just kind of torturing Michael and taunting him and tormenting him until he finally, like, broke and killed her. I call straight bullshit on that one, though. <laughs> I don't think she ever admitted to it. I mean, most of the time she had milk or bread shoved down her throat. That's so true, yeah. Or was, like, in a haze time. of fever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's also claims that, like, the fact that she was just kind of an independent modern woman who, yeah, she was kind of like having her own little business of like delivering eggs and she was a seamstress and doing really well in that respect. Um, so there's kind of 
that idea that he he felt like lesser than and wanted it, you know, revenge and just kind of create the story. But it is interesting that um, in 2006, which is like fairly recently in the term of events that have happened, um, there were some psychiatrists that actually speculated that the murder was the result of uh, like Michael having a brief psychotic disorder, um, which is called Capgra syndrome due to it's like named after a guy named Joseph Capgra. And basically it's where a person just holds the idea the delusion that a friend, a spouse, parent, or other close family member has been replaced by an identical imposter. So it's, it's possible that, you know, this happened. They say that there was like the stress of Bridget getting sick. His father had just died. He wasn't sleeping because of taking care of Bridget. And then just to have this like, last little break of like a psychotic episode where you just believe this person has been changed. And it's as simple as, yeah, his friend saying, well, she looks kind of different. And you're like, that's the only thing that he could latch onto was that idea. So that's a possibility. Yeah. And I've heard that before. Yeah. It's actually something that's not, I mean, it's not common, common, but like, it's not something that's all too uncommon either. It still happens today. Uh, it's literally what invasion of the body snatchers was based off of is that idea. So it's, it's definitely something that's prevalent in today's society as well. And if you look throughout history, there's other cases of things like this happening. So, and also possessions could probably account for that as yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Lots of stuff there. Lots of just what the fuck. <laughs> that's a lot of that. Was she a changeling or was she just a horrible victim of domestic Torture. Yeah, I think the weirdest thing for this uh, for me was that it harkens back to something that's more recent, which is the Annalise Michelle case or the Last Exorcism of Emily Rose is what most people know it by because that's what the movie was. But uh, her name was Annalise Michelle, and she was a German girl who was tortured, brutalized, and she died because they thought she was possessed. And they still claimed that she was possessed until the trial was over. Um, and they got less, actually, even than Michael did. The two priests got, like, six months jail time or something like that. What? Yeah. That whole case is like a that was disaster. It's like it, the fact that they didn't burn her. They tortured her for longer. And God. they... She died I from, mean, like, the torture? She... Yeah. Have you ever seen the pictures of her? No. You want to see a picture nope, of her? No. Nope. You want to see a picture? I got one up. I got no, one right I've here. seen enough Those are like horrible. horrible images for the day. That won't be in the newsletter. It is. Guys. It is terrible <laughs> what happened to her. Like if you ever see like a side by side of her and what she looked like shortly before she died, it's awful. Okay. Um, but well, this is very similar. Starved her so much. Well, yeah. yeah. What was like the their treatment for the possession what did they do to her they were trying to everything starve it out from of her. starving her to f- keeping her tied to a bed for just days oh, on end God. it was it was awful but this is very similar it's just not as it's not as weak. it's not as well recorded oh, either oh, so it's yeah but it's i mean it's the same thing it's it's instead of someone being switched out they're possessed so someone's freaking out and they're everyone's just going along with it and the parents are watching and everyone in the family's watching but it's just just kind of weird weird to me because it repeated so many people can like get on board with this even if this is what happened to him the psychotic break where he has this syndrome how does everybody believe this how does no one say stop yeah that's what's just like a what do you call it like mob mentality that but like when everybody loses their mind simultaneously I I almost feel like I think it's one of those things 
Like they'll they'll do a test where they'll have one person in the room that's actually the real subject. Everyone else is in on the research. And they'll show someone a question that's very easy to answer, and everyone will answer wrong. And they'll answer and the wrong. The person just will answer in. wrong with everybody yeah. else, even though they know. And they'll even change their answer if they answer first. Yeah. And I feel like this is one of those situations where it's like it gets to a point where it's like maybe You're she is possessed deep because or something. Yeah. Because everyone's involved with it. Mass hysteria. Yeah, uh, mass yeah, hysteria. I, I mean, I think it's like maybe. I think it's one of those types of things where, like, you get to a point where you're kind of so far into it that, like, you don't really know. Or it's what so to traumatic do. that you just have to like assume that that's what's happening. Otherwise, yeah. it's horrible. You can't deal with well, it. Yeah. and I think by the end, like, by everyone watching him dump oil on her and then setting her on fire, at that point, I think everything happens so fast. Yeah. It's just it's over, and there's nothing you know. Like, you don't know what to do at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's really weird. I just thought it was really weird though because like the Annalise Michelle thing too also happened. She was like 24, Ooh, so she was around the same age. We could dig into that one because that one is a really even. interesting one. I would be interested just in something that has more, yeah, documented stuff because this one's really hard. It's cobbled together from so many oral reports and yeah. just like like Angela Burke does a great job of researching, but it still is. It's just a story, kind of just as much as you can find about it but it's still just a story Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah so this is just one of those it's similar but we don't have you know we don't have like recordings like Annalise Michelle we have recordings of things that happen maybe not maybe it's too much it is is pretty awful you guys can do a mini together it's not it's not something (laughs) that's it's not something that's fun to delve into it's not like this was either but like this it's fairies. Yeah. 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 There was like the, fairies and the shit. Different yeah. Stuff. There's lore mixed in, not just weird Christianity. Yeah. Anyway. What Cam, is, what's your conclusion? I I don't think that he wanted to kill her. I actually don't think that that's the case in this. I want to be like he's an asshole and he just wanted to kill her. I think he was legitimately deranged. I think he thought his wife was cheating on him. I do have a feeling that's probably true. Seems like he was pretty insecure. Like whether or not she actually was, he thought that. Right. And then he has this idea of fairies ingrained in him probably from childhood because it sounds like his mother probably heavily believed in this. And she was also in the older generation even. So she would have definitely believed in this. Yeah. Uh, but I think that he thought she was cheating on him. She, he then, she got really sick and he didn't know how to explain it. There wasn't a doctor that could arrive in time. He has someone whispering in his ear, fairies, 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 changelings. And he already believes in this a little bit. So I think he kind of lost his mind. He, he didn't want to lose his wife either to death or to someone else. So in his mind, it couldn't have been her. It had to have been someone else. So I think that's why he killed her. But I don't obviously think she was a fairy or a changeling or whatever. I think she was someone with bronchitis who got served milk and toast. Yep. <laughs> served is an understatement. Served. Forced. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I think. I want to agree with Cam where like there are so many factors that I can see why he would break like... Yeah, he's taking care of his wife. He's very concerned that she's going to die. Like, he goes to get the doctor. He has two other family members go and get the doctor. He, the doctor won't come. The priest then comes and gives, like, final rites, whether or not, you know, that was actually going to happen. And he just lost his father. So maybe there was, like, this just huge fear of her dying. And so it was, like, a way to disassociate that. The thing that stops me from saying that is the line that may or may not be true that this had happened three months prior. 
yeah. that oh, yeah. this had happened before. And so maybe he was experiencing like reoccurring symptoms. That's totally possible. But what I think maybe happened is that he was struggling with something and it was a way for him to like be angry with her without him feeling the consequences of that. So, cause if he's like, you know, beating the shit out of his wife, that's a horrible thing. But if it's a changeling, then it's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. not your wife. Yeah. And I, I think, think that like fair. he just had some like some like rage issues, obviously, to just like pounce on her when she asked for a fucking cup of milk, like Christ. So I think that there's like multiple things going on. I don't know that I truly believe he thought she was a changeling. I think that he initially maybe like used that as a a defense mechanism and then at the point that he'd murdered her, I think that's when it like it snapped and he was like, Well she's gonna come back. And then he was like too far gone in his own lie. Yeah. So. That's I think that's totally fair. To add a little bit to that, I think the reason why he probably ever started accusing her of being a fairy from that three months prior is because she was he probably thought she was cheating on him, yeah. regardless if she was or not. Yeah. But that probably was like can't be her. Can't be, yeah, You're my fairy. wife would never cheat on me. It's obviously she wouldn't cheat on me. She doesn't drink milk. No, done. <laughs> fairy. <laughs> what about you, Allie? What do you think? I mean, I don't really have much more to add than what you guys said. I mean, really, I thought we'd convinced you. <laughs> it's it's really hard to say, you know, exactly why he did it. But either way, he murdered his wife. I think he had some some kind of mental break going on here. And I think with the, the it, if it did, really did happen before, it was probably something that was boiling, like yeah. just kind of building up to a full mental break. Like like you said, maybe he did think he, she was cheating on him. And so he threatened to burn her or even like held a hot poker to her, but didn't actually do anything to her. And then this just escalated after she actually got sick. So... I don't know. I think it's kind of a combination of everything. Yeah. But either way, he's a mad person that murdered a human woman. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope that she was a changeling just for her sake, and yeah. she just maybe she lived out the rest spent of her days in yes, the fairy world. Exactly. The fairy world, drinking plenty of milk. Yeah. <laughs> if I was gonna even go remotely close to the conspiracy route, I would say if anybody was a changeling in the story, it was him. It was Michael. Absolutely, yeah. it was Michael. He's the one that he slipped. is sketch as fuck. Like, Even before the murder. If anyone was a <laughs> witch in this, exist. it's the man who didn't get sick, whose wife magically got sick when she was cheating on him, who he then got to murder. If anyone was the witch, it was Michael. And he just vanishes and he and vanishes. Vanishes. So you get away with it because he's a man. He didn't even serve his full sentence. He didn't even serve his full That's jail true. sentence. He just goes off to Montreal and is gone from he record. He's a witch. He's just gone forever. I mean, like, good luck finding out where he went. I'm, I'm sure it's probably impossible. Maybe we'll find a Cleary Coven somewhere. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, but let us know what you think. Let us know if you know what happened to Michael Cleary. Maybe you had a grandfather tell you that they were Are you a historian listening to our podcast? If so, why? But thank you. <laughs> If you're a changeling, hit us up. Let us know you're out there. If you're a changeling, don't. maybe don't. If you're a changeling, if you think you're a changeling. Yeah, that's fair. You can just listen. That's fine. We're fine with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we are all over the place. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram where you get to see Burb's lovely face in all kinds of different situations. 
Uh, we're on Goodreads. We're on Goodreads. I don't know if anybody looks at it, but I recently organized it. Yeah, and this one had a good book, The Burning of Bridget Cleary, like we said, Angela Burke. Yep, and I found another one called The Cooper's Wife is Missing. Ooh. I'll have to uh, figure out the, the author later. But you can find it on, on Goodreads. It's, yeah. It's under there. Yeah. But yeah, check out the Goodreads. I've got everything organized by episode, so just. Some of those books that are on there are actually really short and kind of fun reads too. So if you yeah. ever want to look just for a quick one to delve more into, you can do that. But we also have a newsletter. So you can also look at the pictures and things like that. If you want to look at those, uh, you can sign up for that with your email on our website, right? Yeah. So you can do that. Do that. Uh, in the meantime, I am Cameron. I'm Allie. And I'm Serena. And for every other host that we have, thank you so much for listening. Remember to always stay stitches and to not ask for milk around the wrong people. <laughs>